What's happening with it? This is Slink Johnson, a.k.a. Black Jesus, your Lord and Savior. And you're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network. How you love that? You are listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network, featuring Pod of Thrones and The Shiznit. When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. There is no middle ground. Welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Thrones, and I am your king, King Dino Red, king of Westeros side, Westeros side, and of course, we got my right-hand man, Lord Latone Hart. Lord Latone, back in the kingdom, live from the Sable Stone. Yeah, and you know this, man, Ooh, that last episode... Ooh, that last episode, which was episode uh, season five, episode eight, Hard Home. Yo, you can go hard or you can go home, but whatever you do, don't go to Hard Home. <laughs> wow. Great episode. The only thing missing from this episode was a dire wolf and a pair of titties, and that's for my boy Lamont. I know he likes that. Titties and dragons. Titties and dragons. Yeah, I was going with wolves and dragons this time, though. That's the only thing we missed this time. <laughs> Man. Get some wildling titty in there, and we're good. You know, that one, she was kind of fine, too. Too bad she got killed and turned into a White Walker. Did you see um, Pitch Perfect 2? Not yet. No, we probably right, wait till it comes out on video. Oh, wild she is? Thing, she's in. Yeah, she's the lead singer of uh, Das Sound Machine. The German singing group. Wow. Oh, looking forward to that. <laughs> she's a cutie pie. She's a cutie pie. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. I was like, man, she she man, she look better than Egret. Like she can get it. She can get it all. I don't know. Egret's touched by fire, man. You know them redheads are special. I don't fuck a redhead. <laughs> fine is fine. <laughs> I will. I will fuck a redhead. Thank you, man. Speaking of you, have you been checking out some of the feedback we've been getting? We got some pretty good feedback. Really? I haven't. I haven't seen the feedback. Yes, I've, you have. You sent me a little something. You sent me something. Yeah. Right. And you sent me something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we got some feedback from Chaz Samuel. So uh, shout out to Chaz. That was um very very cool feedback. We appreciate that, sir. And uh, got some feedback today from William J. Jackson. I'll send you that later on. But William said that he doesn't even watch the Game of Thrones. But he listens to this podcast because it's that good. Well, I appreciate it, man. Wow. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we have fans. Yeah, he says, he says our breakdown and recap is so awesome that he listens to the show even though he doesn't watch the 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 show that's that's amazing i've never that's the biggest compliment that anybody could could give a a feedback show in my opinion 
I mean, really, because I know I wouldn't listen to a show, uh, a podcast about a show that I didn't watch. That is, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I agree, because I tried to listen to like a few minutes of people talking about Walking Dead, and I've never watched it, so I just I don't want to hear it. Yeah, and then the other we got this other feedback where you know he, this guy was saying that he listened to another uh, podcast about Game of Thrones, and if I said the name of it, everybody would know it because it's huge, it's real popular. But he says he likes our show a lot better, so you know, hey, that's uh. That's another big compliment. So uh, the, the, we haven't gotten a whole lot, but the feedback we've gotten has been super, super superb and very excellent. And we thank you one, and we thank you all. We appreciate it. That's right. Live from Lord Latoon. I thank thee. <laughs> I, won't, I won't cut off the head. So you know episode 8, 9, and 10 is where they really bring it every season. Those, that's, those are the ones that you can usually count on. I, any one of those or maybe even – one or two of those, eight, nine, and ten. That's where because all season builds to the end, to the climax at the end, and those are the episodes. That's going to be your big money shots. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, and it's usually episode nine, but last year they flipped it a little bit and did episode eight with um, the Viper versus the Mountain. Right, was the big episode. And this year they've added something that is not in the books. <laughs> I mean, the hard home, the whole hard home thing in the, in the books of a song and ice and fire. And I think a lot of people are misled because the show is called game of Thrones. And people are thinking that the show is about the kingdoms and the politics. When the books are a song of ice and fire. And this episode, we got back to the core of ice and fire. Definitely there, got back to the core. There you go. There you go. So, so let's kick it off. Yes, let's do that. And all anybody wants to talk about is the end, but we're going to go through the episode. So we started off with Daenerys and Missandry, and everybody likes to see Missandry's stomach. I mean, everybody enjoys that. Well, I prefer to see her titties, but, you know, if she's only going to show me her stomach, I'll take that. But I'd prefer to see her titties. I just like to or see her ass. Her. Like, she could get more time on screen. But they were standing so still at the start. I thought, is this the wax museum of Essos? Like, I, <laughs> they were like barely moving. And I was like, move, because I thought it was a picture. But I was glad to see Missandry. And she didn't talk, but I was just glad to see her. But this is when your boy, Tyrion Lannister, the greatest Lannister killer of all time, steps in the scene. And he's possibly the best storyteller during any campfire at summer camp. You know, Tyrion has the best stories. He's the, he's the best get out of shit talking this dude ever. It's like yeah, if you need yeah. to get out of some shit and you have no way to get out of it but with words, Tyrion is your man. Yeah, he thinks on his feet really well. He always has these great anecdotes and these great analogies and stories. And it's like, you, I bet you people want to kill Tyrion, but they're like, this this dude is just good. Like, I'm entertained. People, yeah, people just like hearing him talk. Yeah. You know, literally. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could put some hoes on the track. If he if he wanted to, you know, oh, you yeah. know, come to Oakland or something like that, he could probably put some out there on the track. Tyrion's pimp hand is strong, I kid you not. Yeah. Definitely got that. He definitely got the mouthpiece. Now, I was feeling Back like, of the wow, year. Is a, yeah. Is this a job interview? Because in Marine, it seems like job interviews are exhausting. Like, Tyrion's like, here's my resume, my cover letter. Here's two reference letters. Like, Daenerys is, like, running him down with all these questions. Like, how do I know who you are? And how do I know you're Lannister? And I want to kill my brother. And I'm like, good Lord. 
How many questions are you going to ask? Like, do I have the job or not? Right. <laughs> it's like, do I have the job? She's making him dance. Yeah, like, like a- asking him so many questions. But I thought that their verbal exchange was good. Now, it's not in the books. That is strictly for the TV show. But I thought putting those two characters, who are fan favorites, was good. Yes. Nice. Loved it. I loved all their cool. scenes together. Yeah. Now, what about your boy, Jorah the Explorer? He's like a love sixth seventh grader. He's writing Khaleesi on all of his notebooks. Man, what's going on with this? Khaleesi's like, shut up, bitch. And he was like, oh. He was like, don't talk. Yeah. Yep. He is really Path- looking heartbroken. And he's looking pathetic is what he's looking like. He's looking pathetic. Like, like I want to make a movie with Jorah called Simp Hard. Yeah. Simp Harder. He's did like- you think your boy Tyrion threw him under the bus by telling Khaleesi, like, hey, you know, I think he's in love with you. But you can't have them by your side when you take on Westeros. What, how did you feel about that? I believe it depends on how you from. It depends on from what reference point you look at it. If you look at it as solely like him being devoted to Jorah, which he does not necessarily owe him that because Jorah did kidnap him. Let's not forget that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So let's not forget that he did, and, and he was like he was trying to be kind of buddy cops with him, you know, like on this this little journey and Joel was like fuck you we're not buddies we're not traveling <laughs> we're not traveling companions you my prisoner bitch and so <laughs> and, you know though that was George's attitude about it and Tyrion was like fuck you we traveling together let's be cordial we don't have to be you know we don't have to be uh uh savages about this shit you know let's get along and well uh, there's some history there because Jorah is from Bear Island and the Mormonts of Bear Island are loyal, loyal, loyal to the Starks. So Starks and Lannisters are enemies, enemies, enemies. So there was a little, little context there. Okay. So anyway, um, so I feel if you if you look at it only from that point of view, he might have thrown him under the bus. But I think I've you know demonstrated accurately that uh, he doesn't really he owe him that kind of allegiance. First of all, and second of all, what was more important, Tyrion is is dancing for his own life first so he couldn't come off disingenuous because had he come off disingenuous Khaleesi'd be like fuck him off with his head you know so um he had to give a great answer and nothing less and that's what he did he 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 demonstrated his skills in diplomacy and politics and came up with the uh you know examine all sides of it and came up you know with with the best solution Exactly. Tyrion is a great politician, if nothing else. Right. He's a great politician, and he he played that well. Now, my next question is, damn, how slow does grayscale spread? I mean, slower than Magic Johnson's HIV. I mean, how, what yeah. does this take forever to kick in? It is. It's slow. It's slow. It's like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Yep. It's slow. Like, I want this boy to get some shea butter from the swap meet or something like that and knock it out. That's how my skin looks sometimes when it gets too dry. That's why I feel like Jorah shouldn't be too worried about running behind Khaleesi. I mean, he's on borrowed borrow time. He ought to be trying to chase after Stannis and try to figure out how he's, how uh, Stannis healed his daughter. Well, if Stannis knows, then someone else has to know. Because Stannis, didn't he talk to someone in Essos about stopping it? Or a priest or something. So well, he, he think- ba- basically searched the ends of the world is what he said. So we don't There's know where hope. he actually found the cure. We There's just- hope for Jorah. But the next scene is like, this is what I like. I mean, you can confess or get slapped with a ladle, but this is another example of 
binary education gone completely wrong because super nun Chloe Kardashian, yeah. she is playing the wooden spoon remix of Usher's confession all over Cersei's head. Mm-hmm. Confess, bitch. Slap. Yep. Confess, bitch. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, it was Catholic school all over again. Well, I, I was never in Catholic school, but I've read, you know, about Catholic school. You know, I like how I always like to point out a lot of uh, serial killers uh, were honed in, in Catholic school. And uh, 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 that uh, the sister big bitch, she definitely seemed like a good candidate. <laughs> yeah, Chloe Kardashian, don't play with that wooden spoon. <laughs> And I'm thinking, like, Cersei is pretty... I see Joffrey and Cersei now, because she's still defiant. She's down there talking shit. Of course and she is. She's like, fuck, I'll tear you up. Keep smiling, bitch. Like, slap me with the spoon again. I don't care. <laughs> it was good to see Cersei all fucked up and just drinking water on her hands and knees in the dungeon off the ground and stuff. That was wonderful. That was I great. I actually thought, and I thought this about Marjorie last time, I think both of them look better in the dungeon. <laughs> you like Maybe your, I'm just a grimy dude. I was just going to say, I don't know if you're grimy, but apparently you like your bitches grimy. <laughs> yeah, I like a little grimy, you know what I'm saying? A little dirt on your fingernails, girl. You know? I think you've been hanging out with Ramsey Bolton too long, bro. Hey, you know, hey, that, that's my boy. <laughs> now, the next scene, we got Lana Aria, the oyster merchant, as she walks around an assassin's boot camp. You know, she's, she's learning how to become someone else. And Zartan from G.I. Joe... They got to stop speaking in riddles because that was hard for me to follow, you know, <laughs> a man or Zartan because that's who he's looking like to me. You remember Zartan from G.I. Joe? No. <laughs> that's who he looks like. <laughs> so they're talking about how how can a man know this? And if a man knew, she'd see there'd be no reason to send her. And I'm like, what the hell are y'all talking about? You know? How talk- can a brother follow this? Right. How can a brother follow this? He talking to the third guess. person. She talking to the third person. It's like, how many motherfuckers are there? <laughs> and then they're both talking about being other people. Right. It's like, and I mean, I drank a daiquiri, but shit, I know I'm not, I'm not that. <laughs> it's good now, to see. It's good to see Arya making some progress in her training, though, and getting some, uh, getting a little, her first little mission. Yeah. And it was kind of cool because she smiled when she was given her first murder ink contract. So basically, she has to kill a man running sailor insurance scams. And and, H- and Hater Swift was all like, that bitch ain't ready. That bitch ain't ready. Hater Swift. Yeah, yeah. She was kind of <laughs> hate. And then, and then Zartan said, you know, to the many-faced God, it doesn't matter. If she fails, if she dies, so what? Like, they're hardcore. They don't give a damn if you die or live or succeed or pass the test. Nope. Like, if she gets an F, so what? Yep. But Ari was happy. Did you see that little smile she made? When oh, yeah. She kind of walked out. She was. She was real happy. He like, I get to kill a motherfucker. <laughs> she was happy. And I'm hoping, and this is conjecture, I'm hoping that she runs into um the the gold cloak, the guy that tortured her sister and helped kill her father, the one that Cersei sent over there with Mace Tyrell. Right, yeah. I can't remember his name, but he's got the real sour, the beard. What's his name? Jano Slint. I hope she runs yeah. into him. I'm yeah. thinking like, when she goes over there, she's going to see him, and she's just going to get off track. And yeah, a man is going to be disappointed. That that definitely seems to be, uh, you know, um, like, like, it seems to be possible. Like, that would end up being a test for her or something like that. Yeah, see if she could stay on task. So, mm-hmm, right. Looking forward to seeing that in Episode 9. Now, Cersei's in the Black Cells, and visitation hours there are very lenient, unsupervised, and conjugal ready. I thought Kyburn came down there to get him a little peek. <laughs> 
hey, you know, I've been wanting to holler at you for a while, Cersei. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, let me show you my wildfire in my heart for Cersei you. Cersei only give it up <laughs> to Lannisters. Yeah, you're right. She's like, we, you don't have the same chromosomes. I can't fuck you. Right. Right. That, that's <laughs> gross. That's gross, dude. But, we're not related. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You might have a normal damn child. <laughs> what the hell? What do you think this I, is? I only, yeah, I only, I'm like my father. I only bang cousins or siblings. Yeah. But she, Kyburn comes down there, and Kyburn's pretty interesting. Now, you know, he was kicked out of the Citadel. Right. And he's kind of an experimental maester. He's not a maester anymore because he was excommunicated. But um, he came down there and gave her some options. He's like, hey, you know, this isn't like the court. The sparrows aren't like, you know, the normal justice system. They have a whole different type of thought process, but they're still. It's a kangaroo court. Yeah, there's a way out. <laughs> you know, he's like, belief is so often the death of reason, but, you know, there's a way out. And did you did you realize what way out there is? Well, for her to confess? No, not for her to confess. Remember, he's been working on the Franken Mountain, maybe trial by combat. Oh, with the Franken, you know, the mountain that he saved and he's trying to fix him. And remember at the start, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad Kevin, Kevin Lannister is back. But Kevin, her uncle, hates her. Right. So he won't come see her. Yeah, right. So. I mean, all her chickens are coming home to roost. I mean, Tommen is suffering from boob withdrawal. He can't rub on Marjorie's. He can't suck <laughs> on mommy. So he's. He won't eat. He's in the room just chasing around Sir Pounce. <laughs> but your Sir Pounce is like, Meow! get away from me, Tommen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm interested to see if they get the, the trial by combat. I think that's I think that's the option because I don't see Cersei confessing. Yeah, I think she's too sullen. She's not going to confess. Right, right. Probably right. I forgot all about that. Yeah. And then the Reek Room Service is still working. I like Reek Room Service. I think it's efficient. It comes in. It opens the door. It sets its food down. It keeps the food hot. <laughs> Always has a little steam on the Reek Room Service. But Sansa was looking at him like most of my girlfriends do when I come in a little later. I try to sneak in the house. Mm-hmm. Like Sansa had that look like, oh, shit. <laughs> I've seen that look like, oh, I got to get my lie together. Uh, I got a speeding ticket, baby. I got a speeding ticket. <laughs> <laughs> And she she charged up Reek. She was like, "Why'd you tell on me?" And and Reek in in pure slave mode was like, "I was helping you. You, you was trying to leave, Master. There there is no escape. Right? Theon tried to escape. Uh, there is no escape. Cause he doesn't Reek, even cause refer Reek to that, himself as Theon anymore. He doesn't even think he's Theon anymore. No, Reek that house nigga. He's he's the very personification of Uncle Tom. Man, I mean, slavery is mental, and he is locked in. Locked." I mean, he's gone third person. Like, there is no Smeagol. There's only Gollum. My precious, my precious. I mean, he's gone. <laughs> yep. He is gone. Yeah, he gets mad when she calls him Theon. Yeah, but it was good that he, um, she basically broke him. And, and Stansa finally got some good news. Sansa has never gotten good news. She finally gets some good news that she's not the only Stark. You know, she thought Rob, Rickon, and Bran, her natural brothers, were dead. Yeah. Now she found out that Bran and Rickon may be alive somewhere. So Maybe. I felt good for Sansa for once, man. You know, when Ramsey comes up tonight with the with the Winterfell KY jelly, it won't be so bad. She'll have some hope in the back of her heart. Ramsey don't use lube. That's too much of a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> he don't use no lube. 
I like it's a little rough. No Vaseline. Just imagine a little bit of gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Ramsey, I like Ramsey this episode. He said, let's show these Southerners how the Boltons roll. Let's leave a feast for crows, which is the name of the fourth book in the series, which was kind of which kind of a wink to fans like let's leave a feast for crows. So if you know the books of a song and ice and fire, you're like, oh, that was he almost I thought he was going to look at the camera and like do look. (laughs) Almost cheesy, but I got it. Right. Okay. And Stannis got an army. Better get a Navy. 20 northern cycles are coming straight out to Dreadfort. Ramsey's like, look. Look, they're over there freezing, they're starving. Let, let's hit them real quick like Navy SEALs. I can't wait for that because Ramsey slapped boxes with knives. So I'm sure he's going to get his 20 homeboys, and they're going up there bare shirt, no shoes on. They're like, hey, we're we going to start a ruckus. <laughs> because Stannis Army, you know, they're not from the north. They're cold. They're getting pissed off. That's going to be real interesting. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for Ramsey and the 20 northern Wycos. Yeah, I can't wait to see that either. What are you going to do with 20 dudes in, against, you know, thousands? Well, he's going to sneak. He's going to do, like, guerrilla tactics. Going to hit a tent, kill people, you know. Even with gorilla, even guerrilla tactics, that's a lot. That's a 20 to 6 to thousands or whatever. That's but that's crazy. Dino Red is using conventional, normal, rational thinking. <laughs> this is Ramsey we're talking about. <laughs> Ramsey will do something like, oh, man, I... I want to join you guys. I hate, you know, I hate the Boltons. And he'll infiltrate the camp. And then next thing you know, he'll be stabbing somebody in the back and taking someone's biscuit. He's going to create havoc because Ramsey doesn't think like a normal dude. Okay. We'll see. I know. I know he's got something crazy up his sleeve. I can't. I can't I figure out what it I is. Mean, that's guaranteed. Ramsey's fun to watch because you just don't know what he's going to do. Like yeah. Last week, he's sitting in the evil tower eating his bread. Like, why are you in the evil tower? But why not? Yeah. Why not be in the evil tower? I told you, Ramsey is if Littlefinger and Joffrey had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to Essos where Daenerys and Tyrion are still having the job interview. You know, the first interview, and then now they're at the second interview. And, like, they're just going back and forth. And they're really going over a lot of history. This season of Game of Thrones has been the most history of any season. They kind of went over how Jamie killed the Mad King. And, you know, how their fathers were both friends, but villains and stuff. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was like De Niro versus Pacino in Heat. Right. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I also speculate that the Mad King is Tyrion's father as well. Really? Mm-hmm. Two terrible children of one terrible father. And the reason I say that is from the history of the Game of Thrones. Madness and dwarfs run in the Targaryens. Also... Hmm. Tyrion killed Joanna Lannister, his mother. He killed her coming out, but the Mad King and Tywin Lannister fell out on a couple of things. One was that everybody thought Tywin ran the kingdom. The second was that the Mad King was always summoning Joanna Lannister, his wife, to his quarters. Hmm. And she and then Tywin left King's Landing with his wife and she ended up having Tyrion in the West at Casterly Rock, and she died. But the histories say that dwarves and madness are Targaryen traits. They're not Lannister traits. They're not Stark traits. So I've always kind of thought he might be Joanna Lannister's child, and he's a Lannister, but he actually has some Valerian dragon blood in him. 
Well, Joffrey's a Lannister, and that motherfucker was mad. So, I don't. I yeah, guess he, exactly. He was mad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you said you said it wasn't. You said that's a Targaryen trait. It's, apparently, it's a Lannister trait too, because Joffrey was. Uh, I've uh, always thought, and I miss Joffrey. I thought his wedding episode was the third best episode ever of Game of Thrones because he he went off. I, I loved it, but I always think Joffrey was just like a spoiled fucking petulant child. Nah. I know I know people like that, and if you give them money, they're worse. Nah, he was beyond petulant. He was baby Ramsey. I don't know. I think Ramsey's smarter and crazier. Yeah, he. I, I agree. I, I don't disagree with that. But I don't. I think I still think Joffrey was crazy too. And I didn't really agree with Tyrion. They were talking about the wheel, Tyrells, you know, Lannisters. I think if she comes back to the Westeros, I think the Tyrells will support her. I think the Martells will support her, and I think the Aarons should support her, like the people of the Eyrie. I think she has more support in Westeros than than Lannister gave her credit, um, than Tyrion gives her credit for. Well, my theory on the madness is that it's a byproduct of incest. Yeah, the, of which the Lannisters and the Targaryens and practice, the Targaryens have right, but the dwarfism is a trait that they have too. There's lots of dwarves that are. That are uh, Targaryen. Okay, Lots well, of I, I'm not. Won't I won't dispute that point because I don't. You know, I didn't read the book, so I don't know about that. But I'll take your word for that. So, but I, I, but I tell you this though. I tell you this. Uh, Tyrion is now with Khaleesi, and if he's a Targaryen and he, he can, you know what though? If 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 Tyrion is a Targaryen, then that means he shouldn't have got burned from the fire when he was playing that that fire game. So, uh what, what game? I don't remember. What fire game did he play? When he, when he when uh, him and Bronn first met uh was his whole his whore, his hoe? Was his ho- um the one Shay? that set him up, Shay. I don't I don't remember the fire game. They made they were playing the game in the tent. I, I remember a game, but I didn't think they were playing a fire game. They were playing like 20 questions. No, yeah, they played a fire game. You had the whole they had to hold their hand under the over the flame or whatever and 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 like it didn't burn her or whatever. So I was wondering at first if she was a Targaryen or something because, like, well, I was like, what was that about? But they never explained that. And we never know with Tyrion if he was playing coy or not showing off because he doesn't like to show his hand. I will say this: there are always riders for dragons. So there's three dragons. There are three riders. Right. There are three riders for the dragons, and and we haven't established who any of them are. I'm sure one of them is Khaleesi, but it means there's at least two other Targaryens alive. Who were able to ride those dragons? Well, maybe Jon Snow and, and, and Tyrion. It's all theory. We'll, we'll see. see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> now we'll I gotta see. think, man. Personally, the Casterly Casterly Rock Betty Ford Clinic stays in business because Cersei and Tyrion and them drink a lot of wine. Yes, they I do. Mean, I mean, they drink a lot. I mean, Dorne's wine business must have their pictures on the wall. He's like, man, basically, if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to need more wine. Yep. And I don't know if that's going to work out, Khaleesi. You can't take Tyrion's wine. Yeah. No. Can't do you that. Can't take, can't take Tyrion's wine. And oh, super simp Jorah. He wants to fight for the forgiveness of Khaleesi. This boy is live by the friend zone, die by the friend zone. Get over it, man. He is like a whip, pathetic little puppy dog. He needs to meet Bronn and Dorne and meet some new women. That's what he needs to do. He his he he may as well be unsullied because he is just as dickless as they are. <laughs> he got no nuts. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, are you gonna sell yourself back into servitude for a chick that doesn't want you? 
at all. She didn't want you when she liked you. Now she hates you. So she yeah. definitely don't want you. Dude, you give it up. You Simp hard. Simp hard. Oh, now, my man. girl Cersei, I'm sure she would rather be in Orange is the New Black because she is sucking dungeon <laughs> ground like Cassie at a bad boy office party. I mean, she's drinking water <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> man, this is nuts, man. She, <laughs> I mean, it, it's really gotten bad for my girl Cersei. <laughs> She ain't been down on her knees since Robert's been alive. I mean, she ain't been down there in a while. Mm, exactly. Uh, you know, and everybody's really happy about this. Like, oh, that's great for Cersei. That's great for Cersei. Do you think Cersei's going to die? Or you think, like, she's going to weasel out of it? I don't think she's going to die yet. I think she's going to weasel out of it somehow. Like you said, maybe she'll do the trial by combat. And if she got the Franken, Franken Mountain to fight for, then that's, that's a really good chance for her to win. I don't care yeah. who her opponent is. On our way to Castle Black, Gilly's still fixing up Sam. Sam got fucked up. I heard I heard Chris Tucker saying, "You got knocked the fuck out." Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know what? Sam's father would be proud of him because at least he tried. He's always been a coward, but at least he tried. He knew he couldn't win that fight. At least yeah. he tried. Yeah, actually, actually, Sam's not a coward. He just he he can't fight, but he's not a coward. I think I think he's gotten over. I think the White Walker thing kind of. Like, he's like, okay, I don't have as much to fear as I thought. But he still, his hands were shaking. So, Gilly's touching him up. Gilly's touching him up. But Sam's got to choose his words more wisely. Because Ollie is the old dog of the Night's Watch. And he is not letting that wildling attack on his family ride. It's like, these motherfuckers killed my family. I ain't letting that shit ride. I think we got to watch out for Ollie. I think he might try some shit. Ollie is not... Ali looks pissed. Ali, Ali, oxen free. Ali's like, you know, we were farmers. They killed my entire goddamn family. My whole village. What's wrong with command? He used to really idolize John, and now he's kind of like, no, I don't really know if I like him. Yep. Yep. I'm worried. It was kind of an interesting scene. When you watch that again, he said, John always comes back. And then they showed John Snow crossing the Delaware yeah. to Hard Home. And I'm thinking, man, damn, Jon Snow, you row nothing. I mean, you know nothing, you <coughs> row nothing. Everybody else is rowing the boat, and you're standing up there just looking to the, off into the sunset. He's Lord Commander. He got minions for that. He got minions for that. <laughs> like, you better row, bitches. <laughs> and I'm a big fan of Vikings, so it looked like they were going to see Lagartha when they set foot on shore. I was looking for her because I love Lagartha. I was like, oh, shit, is this, is this where uh the Vikings are? But no, it's, it's basically the Wildlings. Yeah. It's basically the Wildlings. And, yo, I need to hit up the Wildling Chinchilla store because they got a lot of gear. Yeah, they do. Give me, like, a nice little set of shoes, little jacket, maybe a hat. You know, I'm from where it's cold at, man. I can go home in style. Yeah. And Tormund. <laughs> Tormund. The Skeletor. You saw old Skeletor of Bones. He's trying to talk some shit, man. Skeletor, man. He learned the hard way that Tormund always gets the big piece of chicken. Yeah, man. He got he got beat down. <laughs> Tormund was like, I'm not asking. It's like, do you go with the little pretty crow and, and get on your knee? That was it. Yep. yep. <laughs> that was it. You got to learn, man. You can't really insult or be dismissive to someone that has you by like four or five inches, maybe a couple hundred pounds. Like, I was like, what did you think? He took his own stick and beat his. When someone takes your stick and beats you and kills you with your own stick, man, you deserved it. He beat his ass like his name was Samuel. 
<laughs> you know, Sam didn't even get it that bad. That's what I'm saying. He got it worse than Sam well did. <laughs> Sam got it that bad, man. And now we have Dino's new crush, the Lady Wildling Carsey. Ooh, yeah, boy. Did you notice she was definitely on John's radar? I mean, I think she was going to get that King Crow cave treatment. You know, John liked to take it to the cave and, you know, man. lick him low. I hated to see her die, man. She is hot. She is she is hot for a wild white girl. I like them wild ones. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I could tell John, you know, John was kind of feeling her a little bit. Wild thing. And, you know, I was, I was surprised. I was happy thing. to see uh, the free folk John Bunyan or Paul Bunyan just <laughs> chilling in the cut. You know, Giants, because I thought the Giants were super cool, and I thought they were all gone because I thought those were the last of the Giants that attacked castle black last season right yeah he and he was there was one left and that's him oh okay there's one left yeah uh-huh okay well wildling paul bunyan was chilling examining the dragon glass right and that was kind of cool he even you know told one of the dudes from the night's watch what the fuck you looking at bitch <laughs> i mean personally you know lord latone feels like the giant needs more lines i mean he has the best lines of the show he needs more lines uh, whoever's writing the show, can the giant, can one, one get some more lines, please? Really? I mean, he, he executes them well. I mean, he does a Damon Standiford soliloquy really well. I mean, we need to, <laughs> can we get the giant more lines? Plus, I mean, if you were a giant, wouldn't you, t- if you were, tell me if you were a giant, wouldn't you talk more shit? <laughs> I, I I think there's a dichotomy there. I think because they're so big and so large, they tend to have real gentle personality. Ah, bullshit. They're, not, they're, they're No, dead. I mean, if you attack them, okay, you're going to get fucked up. Then he goes T-Rex. But well, how come he was like, what the fuck you looking at? That sounds like attitude to of, me. Because, okay, man, if you're, <laughs> oh, look, I was six foot tall in the fifth grade, and everybody was always looking at me. How the fuck you looking at? You know? <laughs> I, understood, I felt that giant. I understood that. What are you looking at? Give me your tater tots now. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. So, but you know, but when you're bigger than everybody, you kind of want to fit in. You know, you don't want to be awkward. You know, he's not an asshole because if he wanted, he could just be running shit. He could be running everything. He's sitting. He's sitting in the back of the room, the biggest motherfucker in the room, trying to sit crisscross applesauce in the back of the room. You know, probably uncomfortable and shit. <laughs> Now this I know to be true. Whether it's the canaries in the mines, the birds in the field, or the dogs outside, when the animals start to panic, it is time to be out. Yep. When the animals start tripping, it's it's time to go. And the animals started, you know, fighting and it was like, what the fuck? Ruff, ruff, ruff. Right. And I, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit. Oh shit. Something about to happen. He was trying to warn them. Evil's coming. Rough, rough. Evil's coming. Like when the when the um when the tsunamis and shit, they say all the birds in that part of the country like took off and everybody saw the birds and they like, well, I wonder why the birds are flying away. You don't need to wonder. If the birds <laughs> and shit start flying, go. All right. If all of a sudden you see a pack of cats, you know, packing their bags, go. Animals animals aren't civilized. They're like, man, fuck this. We're getting the hell up out of here. <laughs> and oh shit, it becomes Cold War Z. Winter mm. has come. Now, in the book, the White Walkers are called the Others. On the TV show, they're called the White Walkers. Mm. But in the book, you never really see them. But what happens is everybody says the mist comes, all this snow, and it's like a whiteout. 
and and like shit just happens. And it was a great scene because all of a sudden you saw all that white, the white cloud kind of cover everything. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to shout out to the Finn. The Finn is like, fuck you. You're still my enemy. But <laughs> when, <laughs> when the snow came, did you see the Finn was like, look, yep. I need allies. Lock the gate. <laughs> you know, everybody, everybody's down with me. I think you need a Finn, though. You need a Finn on your team. You need somebody crazy that's like a militant and nuts all the time. But the fan kind of saved everybody because he was like, close the gate. Yeah. All, that, yeah. all that snow and all that mist, whatever, it turned all those people into zombies. All those all those wildlings into zombies. Right. And then they rushed hard home like hood rats do the office over housing vouchers. I mean, they came hard at that gate. Yeah, they did. Hard at the gate. Now, I'm not a zombie dude. Aren't you a zombie dude? Sure. Yeah, I like I but like the zombie show. I like Walking these, Dead. Yeah. These zombies were more 28-day later zombies, like fast zombies, more than like Walking Dead kind of just walking around. No, you know what they were like? The Army of the Dead. Remember that movie? Where the boomstick. Yes. With my booms. They were like that movie. They were, that's what they were like. They were straight up. A lot of them were just pure skeletons. Like, yeah. no meat on their bones. They was just skeleton, pure skeleton, skeletor. But, I mean, this this was, I mean, and arguably, this might have been the number one or number two episode of Game of Thrones from an action point of view. I mean, when this was on TV, I was like, I felt like this is better than any movie I've seen. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, the action, I mean, the action was just, it was it was going in. I, I almost had to catch my breath, like, Wow, this this fight is going down. I like the part where, you know, John and everybody's like, get in the boat, get in the boat. And then he was like, you know, fuck this. We got to go fight. Tormund was like, let's go. And he was like, Night's Watch, come with me. And all I heard was like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Mounties, roll up. Regulators, mount up. <laughs> all right. And like all the Night's Watch grabbed their swords and they ran up there. And like Jon Snow becomes Aragon from Lord of the Rings. And I was like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. <laughs> Tormund is that dude, uncivilized and bruder, brutal. And um, uh, Carsey, the wildling girl, was, was kicking a gang of ass. Yes, she was. She was kicking a gang of ass i mean i really think my blood pressure went up when that scene was going down yeah yeah my wife was screaming <laughs> yeah, it, was, it, was like, it was like what the hell yeah and then was that the four horsemen on the hill i'm thinking is that rick flair arn and ole anderson is that tully blanchard was that the four horsemen on the hill i think so like that was kind of eerie like john's like shit what the fuck who is that standing up on the hill right but then the scene that ever I think this might have been my favorite scene of the show. Release the Kraken. He pissed <laughs> off Wound Wound. He comes out of there like the T Rex in Jurassic Park and he's going Kirk Franklin and stomping on everybody. <laughs> oh yeah, we at the church, we ain't going nowhere. He's stomping the <laughs> shit out of everybody. Yeah. I could have watched I could have watched the giant just stomp people all through. That was just great. That was great. Great special effects. Yes, it was. Kind of look like Godzilla. He was right? breaking out of. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And what the hell is George Carlin doing? He's back from the dead. And he's walking through fire and shit. What the hell is George Carlin doing on here? <laughs> <laughs> I thought George. You know, I like George. I miss him. Man, I didn't know he was a White Walker. He was like, you know, there's seven words you can't see on television. <laughs> yeah, I was like, 
Give me a little bit. Give me a little joke or something like that, man. You can come through there killing people, man. Give me a little joke. <laughs> and it's interesting. The White Walkers, their weapons are made of ice, but they shatter most metal. Yeah. So my boy, the Finn, you know, he tried it, but got it. He, you know, his shit shattered like like glass when when George Carlin hit him with that spear. Mm-hmm. And then he started kicking Jon Snow's ass. Yeah, he did. He started slamming Jon Snow, and he was reaching for that dragon glass. Oh, I need the dragon glass. Where did the dragon glass go? It he was, gave it to the girl. It, no, no, it, it I, got it got buried because um. Oh, because the giant. Yeah, the giant, and then when he yeah when he bur- burst through the 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 roof, and the timbers and all that the wood all that came down, it came yeah, down and buried the uh, the the dragon glass underneath. So that's what John John almost had his hand on a piece of it, but he couldn't yeah, he get it out because it was it was under all that timber. Yeah, he was reaching for it really hard and he couldn't get it. Yeah. And I think you know he was like, man, what am I gonna do without this? You know, I don't. I wanted to see if it worked, though. I know it worked because of Sam, but I wanted to see if it was going to work again or was it a special thing for Sam. No, nah, it ain't he a didn't special get thing. It. it works. Yeah, and he picked up a random sword. No. That sword didn't work. Yeah, that sword didn't work, but then he found his Valerian steel sword, and that yeah. worked. Now, let's talk about Valerian steel swords. Let's talk all about the it. Great houses, all the great houses have Valerian steel. Valerian steel is forged with magic from the Red God, like... Misandry, the Red God, and Dragonfire. Right. No one knows how to make it anymore. Some right. people know how to reforge it because remember Tywin took Stark, Ned Stark's sword, Ice, and had it reforged into Oathkeeper, which Brienne has, right. and Widow's Whale, which I think Tommen still has. But most of the great houses have a Valerian steel sword. Question. There's, uh, huh? What do you do? You think that? The two that uh, Tywin had forged out of the one, do you think they'll still work since they were reforged without magic? You think- oh, yeah, because they, yeah, because once they're forged, they're forged. They're, the magic and the fire is in them. He just basically had it re They reshaped it, yeah. And the yeah, two- reshaped it, but he didn't, yeah. But it's still the same steel, so it's still, still magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Sam's father, and Randall you- Tarley, has one. And, um... I know- <clears throat> I was gonna say Brienne is uh is that is that Brienne. the is that the uh she's Brienne, in Winterfell with, with with Oathkeeper so yeah yeah she has one I know Longclaw is one that's the Mormonts uh the the I know like I was saying Sam's father has one there's Dawn which is in Dorne with um the what the hell the Danes have one there's there's some Valerian steel swords out there there's a, a good ten to twenty in Westeros but. Most of them are like on display in houses. I think the Tyrells have one, but it's got flowers all wrapped around it and shit. <laughs> For real, Valerian yeah. steel is the business. But did you see my boy John? He left his hand up like Steph Curry after he cut the White Walker down with the Valerian steel sword. <laughs> he kind of sliced through him and then he held it a little three pointer. Yeah, he just like let, let me let you see it. But Swish. it was great how how the White Walker was shocked. Did you see his face? He was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he hit. He, he, he was like. Oh shit! Yeah, his sword broke mine. What the fuck? Well, it didn't break it at first. It just stopped it, and he, yeah. he was like shocked. Like, what the hell's going on here? That never happens. Yeah, <laughs> but I really hope that Castle Black, the public library over there, has a book on how to find or how to make Valerian steel. I hope Sam gets on that because 
it seems that that's going to be very important. You know, they used to call Valerian steel in the age of heroes, dragon steel. Right. Now they just call it Valerian, but it used to be called dragon steel. Yeah. I don't know though. I think that might be the long shot because Valerian steel is so precious and rare. You know, I think they, I think they would do better to focus on, uh, mining, the, yeah, mining the obsidian from dragons, uh, Dragonstone and, uh, turning those into weapons. Well, they say it's everywhere. They say there's a whole bunch of it beyond the wall. There's a whole bunch of it at Dragonstone. There's a lot of um, Dragonglass. But for me, I'd want to go get a Valerian Steel Sword. Now, did you notice that Darth Maul of Ice is interested? Did you see how he kind of looked at Jon Snow after he did? He kind of looked at him. Oh, yeah, "Hmm." definitely. Hmm. He's like, I'm coming for your ass. Like, I don't know if he looked at him like that. I don't know if he looked at him like that. I I think so. I think he's looking at him. I got the impression he was looking at him like, that's that dude is that dude is special. I'm right. Exactly. So I'm right. I want to take you out because there's something different about you. I agree. That's what, how he was looking at him. Like, yeah, I didn't like, see it like that. Like, so he's, I'm like, like he's trouble. Like, yeah, he's something special and he's trouble. We need to take care of him. We need to take him out. Now, without because he's dangerous, without going spoilery, I think he was looking at him like, hmm, he could be a worthy heir. <laughs> Now, you'll find out why in a few weeks, but I'll keep it at that. <laughs> I'll keep it at that. Let's just say that the that the Night's King may share some blood with Jon Snow, and I'll stop there. You mean like when he was a human? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They may, they may be relatives. Through Stark now, or Targaryen? Stark. Huh. Okay. Now... These are kamikaze zombies because these motherfuckers just just went airborne ranger army off a cliff <laughs> and they just like came and just rained down. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, because like, they kind of can't die. So yeah, they and then all of a sudden they just popped up like a thriller video. I was expecting. Yeah, because I thought that was just jumping off the cliff like that. They don't fuck a parachute. Yeah, I'm just gonna come back to life. Fuck it. Yeah, they don't need. They don't have to worry about dying. Shit, if I couldn't die, I'd jump off cliffs too. <laughs> you would? Yeah. Why the hell not? That's the only reason why you don't do shit like that because you don't want to die. But baby, let's go down to the ocean. Let's just jump off the cliff. Yep. <laughs> I do it all the time, probably every day. It's like the White Walkers seem like they're necromancers of some type. Like they can reanimate the dead. Now, this was a sad I think part. only certain sad. ones can do that. I think only the special ones. I don't think all of them can do it. Because there definitely seems to be uh, a hierarchy. Yeah. There, there you can definitely see some ranks. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Now, the saddest part of the episode was when the Olsen twins were looking at the Lady Wildling the same way I did Wendy's when Grandma kept me at church past 3 o'clock. They were looking at her like, we're going to eat her up. <laughs> and why? I don't get why she froze, man. Don't. I think, they, I th- I think they reminded her of her kids or something. The mother, uh, the Olsen twins don't look like my goddamn kids. They look like they need a sandwich. I think that's just what bumped her though, because she had just put her kids on the bump on the boat, and then there's these little dead wildling White Walker I was, kids. And I, I was not happy about that because she was kind of cute and she was kicking ass. You know? I know you always like a chick that can help you in a ball. Hell yeah! You, know, you get into a bar fight, you're like, hey, my, me and my baby, we go, we gonna go back to back and fight. Right, and then go home and fuck. And I mean, John was going to eat the coochie, too. I mean, John was going to lick her low. So, I mean, I felt bad for her, man. She never got to go to the cave, man. She never got to go to the cave. 
Yeah, man. That was sad, man. I, I felt a little way. Although, like, all this whole time, I'm, like, charged up watching this. And then you got your boy, the giant 1-1, walking across the shivering sea like Shaq in the shallow end of a pool. You know, he's he's knocking people down with trees and everything. And you, know what my, you know what's going on in my mind? I was like, I hope to God they don't turn him into a white walker because you don't exactly. need that problem. Right. No one needs that. Nobody needs no that. One, no one needs that. It's like, that's not even fair. Yeah, that was terrible. That's not even fair. No one needs that. <laughs> I was so worried. I was like, they're going to, because they kept crawling up his back. I was like, one of them's going to scratch him or bite him. <laughs> I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I, don't, I was just worried, man, because I'm like, you don't need to get that dude on, on Team Ice Blue. You don't need that guy. Yeah. But I will give a shout out to the White Walkers. They have a really solid recruitment strategy. I mean, really. <laughs> like, the Army needs to take notes. Yeah, man. But the next scene is what every meme online came. The blue-eyed devil strikes back, a.k.a. Jesus Ice. Raised the dead, he added soldiers, and then he spiked the football in Jon Snow's face (laughs) while he was was retreating to his boat. (laughs) Put his arms up like, yo, what's up, man? What's up? Come get some of this. Bang. You know how many memes I saw that Sunday and Monday? I saw about a million memes of that. Yeah. And that guy is the Night's King. Right, right. He's the Night's King. Yeah. And a little little history. He was the 13th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Oh. And he fell in love with a White Walker, a female White Walker, who we have not seen yet. I'm thinking the White Walkers may be like, and this is just my opinion from reading some of the source material, the White Walkers may be like bees. They have a queen, and, you know, they have some drones, and then they create zombies or whites, what they're called whites, who are dead people. Hmm. But I guess they the, they don't fuck with water. Yeah, apparently you know, not. So basically, I'm going to the Iron Islands. I'm going to the <laughs> Iron Islands, and y'all can have the rest of this shit. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have it. I love this episode because so many of my friends and people that watch it say, I hate the Night's Watch and I hate Castle Black and it's boring and it's all I care about is King's Landing. And this episode showed you why Ned at the start said winter is coming. Everybody is like, hey, the Night's Watch is important. What they do is important. Everybody's always so dismissive and against the Night's Watch. But this episode showed why they're really the most important people in Westeros. The rest of that shit don't matter. Right. <laughs> like the re- Who cares Cersei and Marjorie? That shit don't matter because when the long night comes and the long night is like when the whole world, when it snows, when it snows in King's Landing, that's the long night. When the winter lasts 10 years, when that shit comes, like y'all got to unify yourselves and be ready for whatever. Right. So I was glad this episode finally, because I've always, I've always liked the Night's Watch. I enjoy the Night's Watch. I like it too. I don't know how anybody could not. I'm talking to so many people that hate it. Everybody's Daenerys, Daenerys, Daenerys. Nah, nah. I mean, I like all the different locales and storylines. I mean, I think they all bring something to the, to the, you know, to the table. So. So going forward, I think that Jon Snow and, and. They're going to have some issues trying to get back across the wall because I don't think the first ranger, Alistair Thorne, is down with Lord Commander. And it should be interesting, man. I mean, the the 
great and bad thing about Game of Thrones is you get to the last two episodes, and then you got the longest ten months of the year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and and you know they leave you on this this hanger. But what's your kill of the week, Dino? Well. <clears throat> I am going to have to go with um I'm gonna go with uh my new wildling crush. That's my kill of the week. Carsey, when she Carsey, got killed. Yeah. Yeah, 'cause it, it, it hurt me so much when I was like, She's too fine. She's too fine to be I was like, We just got this new piece of eye candy and they teased us with her. We only got her for an hour and then she's dead and gone and never never to be seen again. Well, I think we're going to see her again. Well, we'll see her as a White Walker. That ain't the same thing, though. We ain't going to see hey, no John, White Walker still titties. still want to take her to the cave, maybe. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I would say my kill of the week was when Khloe Kardashian slapped the shit out of Cersei with the spoon. But she didn't die from that. <laughs> Although that, that looked like that hurt, man. She And she doubled her up like, pop, pop, pop. But with the kill of the week is is my man, you know, wildling John Bunyan stepping on people like I step on roaches when I lived in this one apartment on the south side. Oh, that's funny. None of us, nobody picked the obvious choice, which was what? Which was uh, John uh, John putting it to the White Walker? Oh, killing George Carlin? Yeah, yeah. way too obvious. Yeah. I, 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 every time I wanted to see the giant step on every goddamn body, right? <laughs> that was great. That was pretty great. It looked like it looked like the lights came on, and you know the roaches start to scatter, and he was like, oh, "Fuck no!" And I'm step on somebody, right? So well, I enjoyed that. That what, was definitely my kill of the week. What about your quote? What's your quote of the week? Oh, my quote of the week. I thought Kyburn's quote was great. That belief is so often the death of reason, and I like that quote because that applies. To my daily life, like when people have a belief or they're already convinced of something, any evidence or facts don't matter anymore. Like it's like talking to the GOP, mm-hmm. like, basically. So I thought Kyburn came in there, and I like Kyburn. I think he gets a bad rap because he got excommunicated, but I think he's a bright dude. He fixed Jamie's hand. Like I like Kyburn. He's he's kind of like the he's kind of like the outsider, but like he's not afraid to try shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like him too. I just don't like the fact that he's. Working for Cersei, that, that's what I don't well, like need, about him. He needs financial backing. He yeah, needs somebody to back his crazy experiments, and yeah. Cersei's the only crazy bitch, you know, enough to give him a couple dollars. To right, crazy right, experiments. right. Everybody else is like, you know, looking at condescending, like, oh, you don't, you got kicked out of the little union. We can't work with you anymore. He, he reminds me of what's his name, Valdemir, the 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 one from the uh, Smurfs, the little the little wizard from the Smurfs, the one that turned the uh, the one little boy Smurfette and Smurf into Smurfette. That's his name, uh, Valdemir or something like that. I remember Smurfs, but I don't remember a lot of their names. Well, the the you know the one wizard, the only the one. I remember he, Gargamel. He, Gargamel, that's the one. Gargamel, that's what I'm talking about. Gargamel, that's who Kyburn reminds me of. Gargamel. <laughs> Gargamel. <laughs> Gargamel. <laughs> he looks kind of like Gargamel to me. Oh, he always wow. run around in black. Now every time I see him, I'm going to be looking for Azrael, his cat. <laughs> All right, so my quote of the week, man, it was this was t- there were so many of them, so many great lines. You know, Materian's my boy, and he's almost er- anything he spits can be a quote of the week, damn near. That's and, true. And then true. and then a lot of the lines that uh, Danny got this week when she was dealing with him were some great lines and some great comeback. They had just great 
great witty oh, repartee. Their, their dialogue, their dialogue was great. Yeah, it was great. It was fucking like Dawson's Creek all over again or some shit. Oh, <laughs> and but but I didn't go with I didn't go with either of those. <clears throat> I went with uh, an unlikely candidate, and I went for more of a a comedic overtone. I thought was a great line from your boy. What's Big Red's name? <laughs> when, when Tormund. Tormund. When Tormund, Tormund said, I got two daughters and he's prettier than both of them, but he can fight. <laughs> In reference yeah. to Jon Snow. They're got, always calling him pretty. Yeah, he's compared to, you know, what 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 they're working with. Yeah, he's, he's I mean, maybe I don't see it. He's not pretty. I mean, I don't I don't know like I don't get it. They're all but everybody's always calling him pretty. Yeah, for for I mean, I, you know, comparatively speaking, like he's not pretty compared to the guy. He's not pretty like genuine pretty or 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 like or Kate Prince Jenner, or I Prince mean, yeah, pretty. That, that's what I'm thinking. Pretty like Prince. Right, but nigga, this is the 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 uh, the, the Middle Ages. They didn't have makeup and stuff. He couldn't primp. You know, he could only be so pretty. He ain't Morris Day, but he's but for the, <gasps> but for that time, you know, he he's pretty. I mean, you know, look at him compared to the Wildlings and a lot. Of, hell, he's damn near pretty. He's prettier than Gilly. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tear Gilly up. <laughs> like dude said, like, I don't know if you look good to me because you hot or just because I ain't seen a bitch in a million years. <laughs> yeah. They basically call Gilly office hot. You know, like the girl, he, it's the only hot because you see her every day. Because she's the only girl around. <laughs> Yeah, he's the only one that's not completely fat. Like, right. Got a little shape in the office. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> well, this in the in the in the land of in the land of threes, the 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 five is a queen. <laughs> Yo, that is the pod of thrones. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the responses. I am Lord Latone, but you can find me on social media everywhere at Latone Heart. Twitter, Facebook, I'm on uh, Pinterest. Remember, darkness is coming. And I'm your boy, Dino Red. You know where to find me. Holla at your boy. You're listening to the Red Rock Podcast Network.